Say this with me. I bind every spirit of religion off my life. I bind the spirit of death off my life. In the name of Jesus, I give God praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah. So amazing. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus is alive. Oh, I'm going to try it one more time. Jesus, Jesus. is alive. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll maybe say it one more time. Jesus, Jesus. is alive. Jesus. Have we said that recently? Jesus, Jesus. is alive. Sam, this has been a wild day, Pastor Paul. The altar's been filled with people. Yeah, and the altar's going to be filled with people forever. Forever. Hallelujah. Because you don't need to stay in your seat. You can come up and worship with the saints. Praise the Lord. It's amazing what God can do when people get together. It's amazing when you change your posture. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Bramasolo bombriasto mana supriastai. Bekalasola mana stolamena. Hallelujah, mandai. Well, this morning we bound the spirit of death. How many people realized that? How did we do that? We did that, Acts chapter 12. The church was working in the spirit by prayer in an unceasing manner and they were able to get Peter off death row and out where he belonged it's amazing that Peter didn't run back to his own house but he was led to the prayer meeting How many people know that was something that some of you never saw before? Many of us would have run back to our own homes. But Peter went to where he knew the prayer was. Hallelujah. Why? Because he had to show himself as a manifestation of answered prayer. I want you to shut it out. I am a manifestation. Of answered prayer. How many people believe that tonight? <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? Say it again. I am a manifestation of answered prayer. How many people in this room are used to prayer? Lift your hands. Just lift your hands. You're used to prayer. How many people have progressed past our Father who art in heaven? That'll help you. That's a good place to lift your hand right there. In Romans 8, 26, it says that the Holy Spirit will come to your aid and help you pray with yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. Lift your
your hands if that has ever happened to you. Lift your hands if it has never happened to you. Wow. We're in a very good place. It, we're in a place where every one of us has had yearnings and groanings. That's amazing. Or you just didn't want to lift your hand. <laughs> There's so much more to prayer. We, we have the guidelines, of course, of prayer, of intercessions, supplications, thanksgiving, all sorts. Then the Spirit comes and takes up with us and helps us pray in a way that we don't know how to pray, right? So that has to go beyond the supplication because we know how to supplicate. We know how to give thanks. <laughs> so there has to be a prayer that is beyond what we know that needs to be prayed at a time that it needs to be prayed beyond articulate speech. And it's wild because it doesn't make sense to the natural. How many people in this room has ever had a problem with people praying too loud? How many people have ever had a problem with people praying too softly? Why would we have a problem at all? Thank God they're praying. <laughs> We're just exposing some things. We need people to be praying. Hallelujah. 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 Say this with me. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm going up higher. I'm going to keep obeying. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep receiving. I'm going to keep on walking by faith. No matter what's going on around me. I'm going to keep believing, prospering, flourishing, succeeding, advancing, growing vigorously, and increasing. Shout it out. I'm increasing every day. Come on, say it like you mean it. I'm increasing every day. One more time. I'm increasing every day. Say this. I bind. The spirit of death off my life. Someone's praying for me. I will not stay in prison. I will not be incarcerated by devils. In the name, say it again. I will not be incarcerated by devils. In the name of Jesus, I am free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Woo! Pranastaya stomanaya. I have angels working with me. I have angels on assignment. Angels helping me every step of the way. Angels working with me every, every, every day in the name of Jesus. Come on, do you believe this tonight? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to go to Mark chapter 10, please. 
Is it okay if I shift gears for a minute or two? I'm going to anyway. Hallelujah. 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 Verse 17, please. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Teacher, you are essentially and perfectly morally good. What must I do to inherit eternal life, that is, to partake of eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom? And look at this, and Jesus said to him, Why do you call me essentially and perfectly and morally good? There is no one essentially and perfectly morally good except God alone. You know, the commandments, do not kill, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud or honor your father and your mother. And he replied to him, Teacher, I have carefully guarded and observed all these and taken care not to violate them from my boyhood. And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. I want you to underline that or highlight that if you're working on your device. And Jesus looked at him and loved him. I thought that was amazing to put that in there. He loved him. Isn't that good? What verse was that? And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. And he said to him, you lack one thing. Oh, no. Just when you thought you were doing good. <laughs> you know, when our, our, our eldest son, Zachary, in 2005, went to be with the Lord as a result of that car accident, I thought I was doing great. I mean, I'm telling you, Carmen self, we were just on top of the world. Somebody asked me this week, how are you doing, Paul? And I said, I'm on top of the world. I am, literally, on top of it. Well, the Spirit of the Lord had really come to help us. Grief was, you know, unable to take us because of a bubble that we seemed to have been placed in by the Lord. Yes, we had tears like everyone else, and... But we weren't in despair. His grace was sufficient. And we were, we were crossing all our T's and dotting our I's and giving thanks to the Lord and holding ourselves, ensuring that our confession was right and all of those. How many people know this is what we do? Ensuring that's what we're doing, even in the midst of a worst nightmare becoming a reality. And uh, I get to a meeting with Brother Copeland a couple of weeks later in the middle of Fort Worth Arena. And we were supposed to see Brother Copeland immediately after the service, but we didn't get there. Uh, get to that stage in the middle of the service. Obviously, the Spirit moved on Brother Copeland. He called us out in the middle of everybody, and he began to speak to us. And he spoke to Karen directly to the things that she had talked to the Lord about and had never even discussed with me. And in all the things that I thought I was doing well, Brother Copeland said, <laughs> don't ask again how this happened. Well, immediately I could think, I said, I, 
in all the things that I've got right. He homes in in the one thing I got wrong. How many people have ever been in a service where it feels like in all the things that you've got right, everything homes in on the one thing that you got wrong? Well, why? Pastor Carnes just said it, because God is trying to fix it. He's trying to align it. You've done well to get everything else right. Here's one thing. It's called a little fox. It's called a little fox. I heard the Spirit of the Lord this afternoon this. Tell them tonight to watch the little foxes. It's not the big animals that's running through your pasture. It's the little foxes that wants to what? Spoil the vine. It's a little leaven. It's not living your life like a hell-deserving sinner. It's the little leaven that wants to leaven the whole lump. So when all the things that you believe you're getting right, this guy, he went through, I've held them from a boy. Now he thought he was about to get brownie points from Jesus. Like Jesus would have patted him on the head and said, that's right, you've done well. But Jesus didn't do that. Jesus honed in on there's this one thing. Now, how many people love to be around people like that? <laughs> you were doing so good, and you're just around people, and that says, yeah, 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 but there's just this one thing. Right. Pastor Paul, you're an amazing pastor, but there's just this one thing. <laughs> just one thing. Hallelujah. You all doing okay? And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him, and he said to him, you lack one thing. Look at this. Look at this. This is like a segue left. Like tilt, tilt. He says, go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor. <laughs> I mean... I didn't get the memo. It's such a shift in his self-righteousness. He thought he was doing great. In his religious sense of duty, he thought he was doing great. But God brought the leveling in the area of the heart. And it's usually about money. Amazing. Look at this. It says, go and sell everything, give your money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come and accompany me walking the same road that I walk. Verse 22. At that saying, the man's countenance fell and was gloomy. So before this, he must have looked okay. Now he looks like death warmed up. Why? Because Jesus is talking about his money. 
his one thing. At that saying, the man's countenance fell and was gloomy. And he went away grieved and sorrowing, for he was holding great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, With what difficulty will those who possess wealth and keep on holding it enter the kingdom of God? He wasn't talking about people who were rich. He was talking about those who hold on to it. Why? Because it reveals the heart. You can have every external religious etiquette going, but yet if the heart is not centered accurately, you have a problem. And that's what he's talking about here. The state of the heart. He always talks about the state of the heart. And the disciples were amazed and bewildered and perplexed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard is it for those who trust? Now look at this. Place their confidence, their sense of safety and riches to enter the kingdom of God. He's talking about where your trust is. Say this, I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I lean not in my own understanding. In all my ways I acknowledge him and he will direct my path. Alrighty, what's on your path? What's on your path? Well, there's definitely not lack on your path. There's not sickness on your path. The path of the righteous grows brighter. Come on, help me. So how many, how many people would agree right now that on the path, hold your finger there, go to uh, Ephesians 2. This is not my message. Don't take this off my time. Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, look at this, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them living a terrible, lack, insufficient, sick life. How many people read that in your Bible? What does it say? What does it say? Are you all reading your Bibles? Come on, everybody read your Bibles with me. Come on. Look at this. It says that we should walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Well, I declare tonight we're going to live it. Sickness is not on this path. Disease is not on this path. Insufficiency is not on this path. Lack is not... Come on, fullness, the blessing, the goodness of God is on this path. Everything I need that pertains unto life and godliness is on this path. Anybody that I need to meet, I'm going to meet them on this path. Any door that needs to be opened is going to be on this path. God's not going to have you flying like a twirly bird around the world. He's wanting you to stick to the path. Shut that out. I'm sticking to the path. I don't like the path. What you got to like about it? 
everything you need is on it. Stop getting annoyed about God wanting you to do things that you don't want to do. How many people in this room would say that you've arrived, you don't need anything else to happen? We need the blessing. Shout it out, I am blessed. Shout it again, I am blessed. So I'm living the good life, walking in the good path that grows brighter and brighter. Now go back with me, please, to... Mark, Mark chapter 10. I love this. Look at this then. In verse 25, he said, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. He's not talking about a man who is rich, whose heart is in love with God. When a man's heart, a woman's heart is in love with God, God has everything. Look at this. They went on to say, and they were shocked and exceedingly astonished and said to him and to one another, then who can be saved? But they weren't listening to what the he was saying. And I've been in many services in my life, and I wasn't listening to what the preacher was saying. Because I was listening to my own voice in regard to what was trying to be spoken. And I already had placed my filter so that I could hear it my way. Therefore, I still never get results because it's still my way. Look at your neighbor and say, I feel a song coming on. I did it my Look at your neighbor and say, when are you ever going to learn to do it God's way? Praise the Lord. I know some of you are not going to look at anybody tonight because you want peace when you go home. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want you to go to Romans 15, 29, please. Romans 15, 29. Shut it out. The blessing is upon my life. I operate in the fullness of the blessing. <laughs> say it again. I operate in the fullness of the blessing. Romans 15, 29. It says here, and I know that when I do come to you, this is Paul, I shall come in the abundant blessing. Right? Now, of the gospel was put in there at the hands of the translators. So if you read it without that, it says this. And I shall come in the abundant blessing of Christ. I will come in the abundant blessing of the anointed one and his anointing. That's fullness. Everybody shout it out. That's fullness. Do you know that the Good News Bible says it like this? I will come to you in the full measure of the blessing. And the blessing here is capital T and capital B. So this is power. Do you know that fullness in the Greek means uh, pleroma? It means to be filled up, full, complete, to be fully furnished and liberally supplied. 
It leads you to Philippians 4.19. And my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I want you to lift your hand and say, I take it right now. It also means to fill to the top so that nothing is wanting, to fill to the brim so that nothing is lacking. This is the blessing, the fullness. Shout it out. I have the fullness of the blessing working in my life. Satan doesn't want you working with the fullness of the blessing. He wants you rummaging around with crumbs and looking for crumbs and looking for this little tidbit and that little tidbit. But I'm telling you, you are not that type of person. You are a child of God. You have a heart that if God asked you to do whatever, you would do it because that's where your heart is. Over the years, Karna myself, we have proved this over and over and over. I don't know how many times we have emptied our bank account. I don't know how many times we have put in whatever we needed to put in. Why? Because our heart is not on the take. Our heart is centered to do whatever needs to be done when it needs to be done. It's all about the heart. Say that with me. It's all about the heart. Uh, there's another word, this plethora, and it means overabundance, excessive amount, and superabundance. I want you to say that with me, overabundance, excessive amount, and superabundance. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. It is overabundance, excessive amount, and superabundance. My God shall liberally supply Fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in the anointed one and his anointing, Jesus. The example of this is a ship fully manned with sailors, rowers, and soldiers and are fully loaded with all supplies, freight, and merchandise. I declare as we go into this season that we are going to be fully loaded. We are going to be decked out with everything that we need. <laughs> Woo! Come on, by faith, let's lay hold of it right now. Come on, I mean, listen, listen, don't, don't be afraid. There's nobody, there's nobody looking you to sell everything that you have. I'm just preaching the word. God is ministering. He's ministering. He's getting us stabilized because there's stuff going on. This world is barking, it's snapping. It's wanting to dictate. It's wanting to control. It's, Pastor, I hear of certain things, certain things that are going on in people's lives that are not comfortable. There are moments of stretching. There are moments of faith. But when things turn a little negative, is not the time to start getting out your options. You didn't work with your options when it was all going good. So why pull out your options when it's not so good? Stick with God. Stick with the plan. Stay in faith. Get into an unceasing state of prayer. See what God says. Do you know what I've learned? We always want someone to come along 
and fix something for us. How many people knows at least one person like that? How many people loves it when somebody comes along and just fixes something for you? I'm not talking about the pipe beneath your sink. I'm just talking about life issues. Well, God is among those who will help you. And he will certainly send people to help you and help you fix things. But he wants you to know is that by faith, all things are possible. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. All things are possible. Go back with me, please, to Mark 10. You thought I'd forgot about it, too. About the big scripture in Mark 10, right? Mark 10. So in verse 16, they were, or verse 26, they were shocked, right? And then Jesus glanced around at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Peter started to say to him, Peter, please, this is not the moment to speak. How many people knows at least one person that wants to always jump in with something that they have to say? When this was not the moment to speak. No. Go on. <laughs> not now. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Aren't you glad to see the children in church tonight? I love it when the children come to church. So Jesus, verse 27 says, glanced around at them and said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. And Peter started to say to him, behold, we have yielded up and abandoned everything. I mean, he's jumping in for the jugular. This was not the moment to tell Jesus how much you've given up for him. How many people's ever had a moment with Jesus where you spend your time telling him what you have given up for him? I'll try over here. I've given up my family. You've given up Arkansas. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Pine Bluff. You gave up Pine Bluff. Forgive me. Smack my hand. <laughs> Arkansas is beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Praise the Lord. Between three and four in the morning. It's very beautiful. There's a move of God coming to Arkansas. I said there's a move of God coming to Arkansas. My God, we've held for a move of God for years over Arkansas. In the name of Jesus. So look at this. Jesus had just made a phenomenal statement. Right? Let me get my God voice on. 
with God. That's not very good God voice. All things are possible. And Jesus, Jesus is standing there, and he thinks that the disciples are having an epiphany, a revelation that Christ is speaking. And Peter runs off at the mouth and says, listen here, Jesus. We have given up. Peter started to say to him, we have yielded up and abandoned everything once and for all and joined you as your disciples siding with your party and accompanied you walking the same road that you walk. Do you know what I love about this? It says Peter started to say to him. That leads me to the thought that Jesus interrupted him. How many people thank God that Jesus would interrupt you once in a while? How many people is ready for a few Jesus interruptions this week? Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, how many people has ever said to, to Jesus how much you have done? Just let me see a finger. I, nobody else will see it. Just. <laughs> hmm? I've moved across America from New Hampshire to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jeremy would never say anything like that. Not Jeremy. Maybe Emily, but not Jeremy. America, and I'm telling you, I moved from my house, and I'm living in an apartment. Well, just hold on. The big house is on its way. I said the big house is on its way. <laughs> Come on. Look at this. Peter, he's just said what he said, and Jesus jumps back in. And he said, truly, I tell you, truly, I tell you, truly, I tell you, truly, I know this is like a long drink of water tonight, but sometimes we have to slow it down just a moment, because some of you are facing things that the devil's voice is louder and Jesus is. And you're looking at the lack more than you're looking at the promise. I'll try over here. How many people believe you can trust the Lord? We've just read it. We just read it, right? Have you got another scripture? No? Praise the Lord. You missed a good opportunity. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, there is no one. No one. No one, Jeremy. No one who has given up and left a house. You had a house in New Hampshire, right? You had a house, and God has a house for you. 
in Oklahoma. Come on, get in agreement right now. Come on, where's all those believers? God has a house. God, I'm telling you, there's people here. You've walked, Julie, you've walked, Len, you've walked with Karna myself. God had house. God had a place for my family here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Do you know that God will bring people to be part of that miracle? Oh, you're not, you're not. With man, things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Stay on the path. Don't veer off. I'm telling you, you're tempted to veer off. You're tempted to sort it. You're tempted to fix it. You're tempted to... Karen, do you want to preach this? No. <laughs> Pastor Karen said you're tempted to ask somebody to fix it. But Scripture says, consider... Not the wind, right? No thought saying. It doesn't matter where this blessing in its fullness is going to manifest. All I know is that I have a birthright and this blessing has to manifest. In its fullness, brimming over. Oh, God. What was it? Come on. What was it again? Overabundance, excessive amount, and superabundance. Right? The, the, the fullness, pleroma. To be filled up, full, complete, to be fully furnished and liberally supplied. I want you to lift your hand and say, I'll take it right now in the name of Jesus. Why would the Spirit have us go this direction tonight? I don't know. But I'm telling you, I was on getting Peter free this morning, and I guess we're on getting us free tonight. Amen. <laughs> right? Why? Because you're not going to sit there and, and just mope around and, and just, you know, just, just, you know, just play tiddlywinks until, until you get some divine revelation. They have the Christ speaking to them, and Peter's still getting in the way, saying, Lord, my God, you don't understand this. I have given up the, I've given up, I've given up the dog. I've given it all up. Even if you have money in this room tonight, you need the blessing. Because the blessing encapsulates everything. It is the total life prosperity. You can have money and have cancer. <clears throat> I want you to shout it out, I'll never have cancer. <clears throat> Come on, say it like you mean it, I'll never. Come on, say it like you mean it. Make the devil. I'm, I'm telling you, I will never. I... You know, I thank God all those years, listening to Brother Coburn, that he made me say things. He made me say it. And there were many times I sat in those meetings and I just did not want to say it. I'm not saying it. Didn't feel like saying it. Praise team's up there trying to give it all, trying to just give it rock all. They're just trying to give it all. And you just stand in there just like, amen. You missed the moment of breakthrough. To stay in your head. 
because the moment you start working your mouth, everything has to stop to listen to what's going on. You wonder why I keep getting you to repeat what I say. It's not to make me feel good. Oh, praise the Lord, they're responding to me. I would quite happily let you all just sit there quietly. But the moment you open your mouth and you begin to release the word, faith, agreement, amen, so be it, praise, everything has to adjust and listen to what's... So I'm not going to stop getting you to repeat. And you can sit there like rebellious me sometimes and just... No. I ask everybody, lift your hands, and the majority of people lift their hands, and other people go. It's like, I want to come down and get you free from frozen shoulder. But you know, something happens in the atmosphere when people lift their hands. Did you ever notice that? I said, did you ever notice that? The moment you lift your hands, something changes. They're like antennas. They say it's a well-known medical fact that when you, lift your, when you lift your hands, everything slows down. Hallelujah. What was funny about that? <laughs> what? What? Susan? <laughs> Stretch your hands towards uh, Jeremy, and Emma, Jeremy and Emily right now, guys. <laughs> Come on, stretch your hands towards them. Stretch your hands, stretch your hands towards this section. Stretch your hands towards this couple. This section, stretch your hands towards this couple. Come on, the anointing's coming on them. You're doing that, the anointing's coming on them. Houses, houses, none has given up that they won't get back in this time, in this time. Come on, we call forth homes, homes, homes. In the name of Jesus, come on, a home. Come on, I know it's nearly eight o'clock, but God is moving. I sense the spirit of Goroska Maristaya. Menjala paprapadasala manjala mana ambostamai. Come on, stand up if you need a house. Stand up if you need a house. Stand up if you need a house. Everybody else, stay quiet, seated. Stand up if you need a house. I'm telling you, turn around right now and begin to pray for these people right now. Come on, pray for them. There's people behind you. There's people behind you. Pray for these people. In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, Zella Paprapada. This work is the church. 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 
Carmen, lay your hand on Mike right there. Lay your hand on his back. Come on, pray, guys, pray. Pray. Come on, I sense a release here tonight. I sense a release here tonight. Come on, we're family. We're working together. Working together. Working together. We're interested in each other. We're interested in each other's welfare. <sighs> Come on, we call houses paid off. Houses paid off. Houses paid off. Houses paid off. Supernatural debt cancellation. We come to Shoprapadaskanainai. Felt, felt, felt. Liberally supplied. Liberally supplied. Liberally supplied. Liberally supplied. Now begin to praise him like it's done. Come on, praise him like it's done. Come on, praise him like it's done. <laughs> praise him like it's done. Come on, we call forth furniture. 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 We call forth furniture. Furniture. There's people need beds. There's people need furniture. We call it forth. We call it forth. We call it forth. How many people believe we have the power to do that? We call it forth. 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 God, oh, I sense the anointing on that. Manjalapa, stand up, Beverly, sitting there. Come on. 
You shouldn't be sitting right now if you have a need. You shouldn't be sitting right now if you have a need. There's a word that is coming to you. There's a word that is being spoken to you. That you're not to look at the things, all the salaprapadaya, that are seen, but the things which are unseen, for the things which are seen are temporal and they are fleeting. In other words, things are changing. I want you to shut it out. Things are changing. They are changing now. I am moving into a season of debt free. I am moving into a season of debt free living in the name of Jesus. Come on. I am believing in the Kosalabambratadashanaya. Credit cards be paid. Credit cards be paid. So he said that the fullness of the blessing, the full measure of the blessing, take the boom, take the boom out of it, please. The full measure of the blessing to be filled up, full, complete, to be fully furnished and liberally supplied. Lift your hand and say, that's me right there. Come on, I am a filled up, full, complete, and fully furnished believer, and I am liberally supplied. I am filled up, full, complete, to the fully furnished, and liberally supplied. I declare over your houses they are fully furnished. In the name of Jesus, come on, they are fully furnished. In Jesus' name, we declare over this house, it is fully furnished. Because onto that word, remember I said a plethora, it's overabundance. You remember that abundance? I'm going to give you one minute to do a little dance right where you are. And we're going to call it an abundance. Oh, I know you feel silly. I know you feel silly. You look silly, but come on, come on. Can you, can you, come on, come on. What if your bank was to call you and tell you that the note was paid? that the note of this church is paid I'm going to get a phone call I'm going to get a phone call that the note on this church is paid if you believe it shout amen I believe it to act like people that actually believe this living life you know just just you know well I'm comfortable pastor you know really don't have to think too much about money you know just you know money's coming in I got my salary every month I'm telling you that's chicken feet why are you living off chicken feet we're supposed to be living under the blessing you think you're comfortable just living on your salary that's not where God wants you to live he wants you living liberally supplied. Liberally supplied. 
I don't care where the money's coming from. It's coming. It's on the way. My God, I'm telling you, I'm walking about my deck this afternoon, and I'm declaring it in the name of Jesus. I'm declaring it over you, that you are liberally supplied, that you're furnished in abundance, needing no aid or support. I'm declaring it while you're lying down, resting on a Sunday afternoon. I'm giving it the welly in the name of Jesus, that we're not going to have lack and insufficiency, that we're going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, and anyone that gave up anything is going to get a manifested harvest. You may take your seats. Some of you say, thank God. He's letting us sit down. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, it was the plan and the purpose of God. Genesis 1, 27 and 28. That you were to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. And you were to subdue the earth. And you were to have dominion over it. The Garden of Eden was the perfect demonstration of God's plan for this planet. It was a prototype of what he wanted the planet to look like. And Adam's job was to exercise his God-given authority and expand that garden until it encompassed the entire earth. That was what the blessing was for. The blessing is not so that we can live in insufficiency and inadequacies and in sickness and defeat. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. This blessing provided Adam with the power to carry on the work God began at creation. It equipped him with the divine resources he needed to follow God's example. He was to transform the uncultivated parts of this planet into a veritable garden of Eden by speaking faith-filled words. Faith-filled words. I'm going to say it again. Faith-filled words words. The blessing empowered Adam to be the blessing wherever he went. The Garden of Eden was literally inside Adam. And the Garden of Eden is literally inside you. <laughs> oh, Kamalasa. Oh, oh, hallelujah. Woo. Man, I got a touch from the Lord there. Hallelujah. Oh. oh, hallelujah. 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 Shut it out. I'm the blessing waiting to manifest. Come on, shut it out. I'm the blessing waiting to manifest. This week, the blessing's going to manifest in my life, through my life, around my life, in my children, in my home, in my neighborhood, in my community. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed to be a blessing. 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 Shut it out. I am blessed. Liberally supplied. Liberally supplied. We'll have enough to buy a house and furniture and start on somebody else's house. Said, buy it outright in the name of Jesus. Come on, shut it out. We're stepping this thing up. In the name of Jesus, come on. Are you praying? Are you believing? Are you standing? Are you just waiting on your paycheck? Coming by monthly. No, it's time to step up the blessing. It's time to step into the goodness of God. It's time to start believing. Well, 
I preached myself so happy <laughs> this afternoon <laughs> that I, coming out of me was starting to be this. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. And some of you won't even know what that means, but it is in the book of Isaiah. The camels are coming. I want you to shout it out. The camels are coming in the name of Jesus. Get up on your feet and give the Lord praise. My God, look at three people and say, I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. This Eden principle is an operation in my life. I'm like Adam, my God. Eden is in the inside of me. I have the blessing on me, and I'm going to start taking over in the name of Jesus. Shut it out. I'm going to start taking over. You may take your seats. So up, down, up, down, make up your mind, man. What do you want us to do? Stand up, stand up. I shouldn't have to tell you. Oh, there's a button in the inside of you. My God, when you hear something from God, there's something in the inside of you that just begins to crank your handle. And you might have been sitting, but you can't sit anymore because something is moving in the inside of you. I don't know how some people sit when God is trying to do things in your life. You can sit in your broke, with your broke self, sit with nothing happening, sit. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm about to change the world, hallelujah. After this message, I'm about to change the world. Adam messed up. Jesus came to restore the blessing to every single one of us. Jesus is the blessing, and he is the last Adam. Jesus is the blessing, and now is alive in each and every one of us. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law, and we walk in the blessing of Abraham. If you believe that, shout amen. Come on, I'm trying to finish this. I am redeemed. Shut it out. I am redeemed. What does redeemed mean? To buy back, to buy out, to clear by payment. Mm. to free a person from captivity by paying a ransom. We have been freed from the curse of poverty, lack, deficiency, not enough in shortage. We are redeemed. We are redeemed from just pay salary to pay salary and paycheck to paycheck. We have the blessing upon us. Well, I don't have to lay it all on you in one night. I'm telling you, walking about you, I tell you, I don't know how we're going to do it. I just don't know how we're going to do it. I tell you how we're going to do it. We're going to do it with the blessing. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to do it with the, the blessing. <laughs> You're waiting around, hoping somebody sees your worth. <laughs> Jesus already saw your worth. And he moved lock, stock, and barrel in the inside of you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And now the blessing 
lives in the inside of you. Look at three people and say, stick to the path, stick to the path, stick to the path. Don't be moved by what you see. These are expensive times, but I'm telling you, my God shall supply all my needs according. Well, five of us have got this tonight. Praise God. We got Peter free this morning. We're getting free tonight. It is so important, ladies and gentlemen, that Proverbs 10:22 becomes a scripture that just rolls out of your spirit. The blessing of the Lord, if you had to turn to your Bible to see what that was, you're not working the blessing. This is one of these scriptures that should be to the forefront, to the top drawer of your life in Christ. For the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he adds no sorrow. Do you know in Ecclesiastes 10, 19, it literally says in the message translation that money makes the world go round. <laughs> money makes the world, it's recorded in scripture. Money makes the world go round. Well, we have an abundance of it. Come on, I know some of you are speaking by faith, but just go ahead. Give the devil a nightmare. Do you still sow your seed like you expect to reap the harvest? Because that shows you where you're at. It's like a calibration. It begins to, this sort of stuff begins to work at you and begins to reveal to you where you were living. Because every time you sow something into the kingdom of God, you are to, by expectation, believe that you receive the hundredfold return from every dollar you put into the kingdom. How many people's getting something tonight? Let me see your hands. Come on, it's the truth. Because if you think that you're just giving an offering to the church, you're living too low. That's the truth. And I think it's great that you want to give to the church, but you have to sow into the kingdom of God. And as a church, we receive it. But the transaction is between you and the Father. Shut it out. I am a tither. I'm on this. I'm on this. I, 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 as a man, as a pastor, as, as a minister, I'm on this. In Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 14, it talks to us about the fullness of the blessing or walking in the fullness of the blessing. And in verse 2, it says this, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. So I want you to say this, the blessing is coming on me. The blessing is within me and is now beginning to overtake me. How many people receive that? In the Brenton translation, it says, All these blessings shall come upon you and shall find you. There's stuff that is looking for you. Oh. There's stuff that is looking for you. 
And in the Hebrew, it basically says, this stuff will reach you. Now, I want to give you just a little bit of, and we're going to finish this. I think, uh, did Don go up there? I think she's out there somewhere. If you start to play, Don, it will help me finish up here and let these precious people go home. Hallelujah. This is way back, and I had an open vision before the Lord, and I saw this road stretch way out ahead. Some of you, have, you knew I was going to talk about this. Well, after nearly 32 years, darling, I, I, you knew it in the spirit. And I saw this road, and I'm telling you, this road, I could see nothing else. I could just see the road. I could see on either side of the road, it was like desert. But there was nothing else. There was, there was nothing else. Just this road and like desert on either side of the road. It was an open vision before the Lord. The Lord was showing me and teaching me a very powerful lesson. And along this road to the side of it, I saw all these broken down like dumpster trucks. Big yellow broken down dumpster trucks, you know, the big old backloader thing on it. I saw them there. And when I examined it, the Lord was like, look at them closely. And all I could see was these dumpster trucks were filled with every good thing that you could ever want. And I knew by revelation that the Lord was showing to me, this is what my people asked me for, but never made it to them. I was obligated and I released my hand, but they let up and never received it, yet I released it. And I knew that the Lord was speaking to me about the processes of prayer. And you say, what does this mean? Because the Lord clearly said to me, these people stopped praying and receiving what they asked for when it didn't come, when they thought it should have. This unceasing prayer, guys, this is not a fight. We're just not trying to get you busy and to get you hoarse with prayer. If there's anyone going home hoarse, it's me. But there's a reason why God wants to stir us and stimulate us to pray and to work with Him. Because I can guarantee you that as much as I saw everybody else's stuff on that road in the middle of a desert, I know that some of my stuff was in there too. How many people be honest in this room tonight that you probably let up somewhere, somehow on a few things that you asked of the Lord? Just, just be honest. Well, your stuff's there with mine. For God is obligated to fulfill his word. But we have a responsibility by faith to receive all the way home to a full manifestation of what we requested of the Lord. Can I ask you a question? Are you working? 
the law of seed time and harvest? Are you working the law of the tithe? In today's world, it's so easy just to text it in. Eight four three two one. it sucks it out of there. <laughs> but we've given the money. But did we do it with our heart and with our mouth and by faith? How many people understand what I'm talking about right now? Because we can get into the automatic syndrome of just courteously, 84321, cash up, write a check, slip in a few bills. But are you taking that and worshiping God with it? This is my heart, it's not money. It's my heart. And my heart is in it. My heart is willing. And just as he's willing to bless me, I bless him. The Lord spoke to me many times over the years. And it was like this. He says, you know, Paul, my people hold me to that scripture that God will, that I will not withhold any good thing. He says, but I wish my people would live by that same. That if I ask them for something, just like they ask me for something, and they expect me not to withhold, then they have to understand I expect them not to withhold either. How many people received that right there? It's a walk with the Lord. But there is something about this unceasing prayer. There's something that the Spirit of the Lord is doing in all of our hearts.